What up, world? Stay at home dad podcast number four. I'm going to be talking about my day today. Usually start off with just talking about my day. Uh, and then I'll move on and talk about some other subjects that I just happen to be on my mind. So today was a good day. Um, my wife in the morning took my seven month old, old daughter to the doctor just, uh, to get something checked out and something was all good and whatever was checked out was all good. And that's awesome. So, uh, just, a a a precautionary concern that ended up being just not a big deal at all. Uh, you know, just being parents and being concerned and, uh, any little thing that we notice we are concerned about and it's one of those things. And, uh, I just appreciate that she's okay and that we are able to go to the doctor um and i really appreciate doctors and our our medical world that we we have access to and and that's an awesome thing um so she went early in the morning and uh i just had my two-year-old and five-year-old and made them breakfast and um they were just playing with some toys while i was getting ready and I was able to do a few sets in the garage while just coming in and out and, and checking on them. And cause it was like, just so chill, you know, without having a baby, you know, just those two hours, I almost didn't know what to do with myself cause I've been holding a baby every day and, uh, you know, for hours on, on the day and just, you know, being so baby focused. And, um, it was, uh, a relaxing experience just to have two kids in, in daddy daycare and instead of one, um, or excuse me, instead of three, it just meant one baby. Um, but, uh, so we had our homeschool group meet up today and we went to a really nice park and, uh, everything went, went really well. I, uh, um, I did have, uh, my to go all the way around the park in the stroller, so I couldn't go down the steps. So I had to take took me a little while to get to the park and I let my kids. I, you know, I saw other homeschool parents that I knew there, and uh, or just parents, you know, that I knew there, and uh, so I was confident that my kids can go. Just trying to give them a little bit of uh, trust, combined with some, you know, some structure and like just to, you know, you kind of lot of gotta let kids go to an, in my opinion, to an extent, you know, with, within reason, you know, reason of safety and, and to the, and, uh, you know, I believe that to be a safe thing. It's a little hard to do sometimes, you know, and I mean, they're 20 feet away from me, but you know, and they're in a park where I can see everything and I have see trusted parents there that, uh, know my kids and, you know, would, would tell me something's wrong, but I still was a little nervous for me just to even walk you know, 50 feet the other direction to, cause I had to take the stroller down that, that way. Um, I guess in the future, if I see something like that, I can just carry the stroller down and, you know, put my daughter in the harness. So I might do that differently in the future. I probably will. Um, so next time I could be proactive about that, even though it was okay. And I knew it was okay. Just Eyeing on the side of caution is is never a bad thing for the future. Um, just you know, even though my two year old's almost three and they do really well, like you know, I never want to get complacent. So um, it's just something for me to be a little uh, self critical and self analytical about. You know, just to make sure I'm um, make sure I'm being self critical because uh, I, I want to continuously get better and evaluate my day and um, be critical of my days and think of all the subjects that I need to get better at. You know, safety is always first, happiness, and then education. Uh, in that order, I mean, safety and ha- happiness are pretty much connected, but uh, safety first. And, um, uh, you know, my, my five-year-old has found a couple of, a six-year-old, another five-year-old, uh, a couple of girls that they became really good friends and they play really well together and cooperate really well together. Of course, there's always a, a mishap here or there or, so, you know, a correction that needs to be made here and there. And that's, you know, 
totally okay and totally normal normal to just interject if you don't see you know sharing properly or or good communication or feelings getting hurt and and really that was one percent of the interactions that they had today so I'm really impressed and my three-year-old she's our two-year-old she's about to be three in a week so I'm starting to get to the habit of three-year-old already because she basically is a three-year-old um she I'm noticing her really start to get in the mix more and 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 hang out with people more and and uh, getting a lot more comfortable even though she was never uncomfortable but I just noticed and that's kind of all two-year-olds I see they're they're pretty just fine being independent because their their communication hasn't developed super in an articulate way to explain things even though um, I understand almost everything my my two-year-old says and and she is I think very articulate for her age um, but when we're talking about five, six, seven-year-olds, you know, it's just a different, you know, they, they know more communication and, and, uh, um, I think two-year-olds in general, they, they typically are pretty comfortable and I can tell she's not insecure about the other people, but sometimes, you know, she looks over there every now and then she's comfortable playing with herself, but then it's like, I'm just not trying to push her to socialize and be friends. I'm just trying to let her develop, uh, on her own and just give her the opportunity to, you know, to, you know, evolve her, her social skills, because that's, you know, obviously a really important thing for, for kids and people, uh, and adults, what I mean, and um, so, and then she started playing with the other kids, and, you know, and, and hanging out, and uh, it was a really cool thing to see, so I'm happy about that, um, you know, it's, it's hard to meet new people, it's, it's really hard to, to, to meet people there. And like, I, I know a few people and, and some people talk to me and, you know, most people don't, and that's fine. You know, I, I'm really focused on, on, especially with the baby. It's like, I'm so focused, like it's really challenging. I try to, you know, I try to, you know, talk to people and, and say things every now and then, but I, I could get better. I can get better at it and I, and I should, and I will. Um, I'm a shy fella, but once I start talking to people, you know, there's a few people there that definitely I, I, I've, talk to more and um you know one of the stay-at-home dads who's uh, getting consistent there now I've feel like he could be a friend and uh talk to him a lot and very very comfortable around him so uh you know it is kind of a weird thing like I know I shouldn't be uncomfortable and I'm really not like I respect the moms and um I value them a lot and uh but it's like it's hard to connect you know, and maybe it is also for them to, to, to me, you know, they're not used to seeing stay at home dads a lot. And then, you know, it's hard, it is hard to connect to a, a, a mom. It's a little easier to connect to a dude, um, just for comfort wise. Like I have a wife, you know, <laughs> like I'm, it's just, it's a weird thing, even though I know it would be appropriate. And there is a couple moms that are a few moms actually that I've chatted with actually like four or five that I've chatted with a lot. And I, I enjoyed the conversation and, but also just aside from that conversing with people, which I really enjoy doing. And then maintaining, you know, supervision and, uh, you know, the constant care of my, of my baby is very challenging. And, uh, cause it's like some, I get in these conversations and then, you know, I'm like, we're, you know, making sure like every, you know, minute or even 10 seconds looking to make sure I know where my, my kids are. And, and then, you know, also trying to kind of get an idea of what's going on with, with, with their activities. And, you know, so that's a constant assessment and of what's going on with my kids combined with a constant conversation that I'm having with, with, uh, another parent. So it's challenging to connect with people and then try to connect with a whole bunch of people. when you know, when I'm, um, um, when I'm talking to people and having kids and that's a challenge I've had for years at this point, because, you know, it's, it's an art form, I call it, it is an art form, so, but all's well that ends well, and, and it, and it, everything went really well, and, uh, um, uh, they played and had a good time, and that was awesome, we came home, everyone got a nap in the car, and, um, I'm lucky my wife was home, and, uh, you know, at like three in the afternoon, she was able to come downstairs and 
work a little bit downstairs and feed the baby and so that way she got the baby and then I was able to you know get the kids out of the car when they woke up and stay in the garage and you know get something to eat and just kind of those kind of moments for me are really they're not they're not it's not often my wife can come down and and help out sometimes she's at work sometimes she works at home but she usually stays to herself um you know 95 percent of the time and that's you know nothing I can complain about but that five percent that she's able to come down for an hour and just take one you know the baby while I uh, get the kids and you know get organized and maybe even get a little little you know bite of lunch from it and just eat peacefully you know um is a is a real treat so um I got two treats today so my wife helped me out a little bit in the afternoon and um and in the morning, she took my, my, my youngest baby, my baby daughter to the hospital. So, uh, or to the doctor's appointment just to, to get her checked out. So, um, yeah, that was, that was two big helps and, uh, I really appreciate it. And that's, uh, you know, for, for me, those, my, those, those micro breaks really, you know, get, really help me a lot. And, um, you know, I don't get big macro breaks and that's okay. That's what I chose. Um, so to mitigate stress and just to decompress, I take as many micro breaks and I'm, sometimes I don't always get to choose when I get them. I just, you know, when the kids are playing well and the baby's sleeping or the baby's playing and the kids are playing or have a good activity going, it's like, I can just kind of sit back and relax and, and take it easy. So that was my day. And then I got a just play some, I played some video games with my daughters a little later in the evening after they did some learning and, uh, and just some old school Mario brothers and some Mario Kart, just, you know, every, and that's not something that's every day or even every week, you know, it just like, it seems like it's like once a month or, you know, if that, and it's kind of fun just to doodle around with it and, and, uh, you know, and also not to be so invested in it. That's, that's a cool thing too. And we do actually the same thing with the, the iPhones and the iPad. We, you know, I have a couple of learning apps on there and they use them and they could use them for a few hours at a time and they'll get really, really into them. And then, uh, you know, I'll charge and they take pictures and take videos on the, on the iPads and iPhones. And, you know, they use them for a day. If not even, not even if like a full day, like a, just a few hours throughout the day and uh, I don't tell them how long I just go for it and sometimes I'm like yeah you know it's time to be all done with the devices um, if it's been that long and uh, you know we I put them away and charge them and somehow they're they're in the cabinet for one or two weeks you know so I'm I'm happy that they're getting familiar with technology and you know we're we're using it to um you know, they're getting familiar with it, learning about it, have a learning app on it and, uh, you know, using it and, and having some fun with it. But, you know, it's not the main focus or such a, a want all the time. Um, I just don't want my kids to get, you know, to the place where they're relying on technology or just, you know, want it all the time. And, you know, that's doesn't seem like a good thing. But... I'm not hating on parents that, you know, use that a lot. I mean, it seems like it's also a really good, their technology have, has really good learning tools. So, um, I, I'm not mad at it, at it either. So that's, that's great. Anyway, so that was, that's my day. Got the kids down to sleep, you know, well, and, uh, yeah, everything went well at night. So had a good, got in pajamas, brushed teeth and all that good stuff. And, you know, just a smooth, uh, fun night. And I think it was a great Friday night and everyone's sleeping peacefully now. And, uh, I got my time in the garage to watch some YouTube videos, just decompress. And, um, I'm still sitting here in the garage, my dog sleeping next to me. And, um, one thing I will say, it is hard to take care of dogs when you're taking care of babies. And, you know, I try to get my dog out for a walk and I, I could do it more. I'm, I'm making excuses, uh, you know, once a week, twice a week isn't, isn't what she wants. She wants to, my, my old pup wants to get out every day. And, um, you know, she's, uh, she's made some sacrifices too for the baby. <laughs> but, um, uh, my other chihuahua is 15 years old 
he's, uh, you know, this is a rough time because he's having, and he's not really my dog, it's my wife's dog, but I kind of inherited him. Uh, I'm not a fan of chihuahuas at all. They bark all the time. He actually can, can't really hear anymore or see very well anymore. So the barking has stopped, which ironically is, is nice, but you know, I feel for the little fella, but he's not suffering. So he does have seizures sometimes, but it's not frequent enough to where I'm ready to, you know, take him to the vet to put him out yet. Uh, cause he's still very comfortable eating and drinking and sleeping well. And I got him, I have him sleeping outside right now, but he can still bark and whine. So if he was uncomfortable, uh, he would do that. And, uh, so I'm confident that he's comfortable when he's quiet out there, just bundled up in his, in his bed and he bundles up really well. He's, he's fine. And, uh, you know, he'll let me know if he's not, cause I, I definitely know he barks and whines when he's uncomfortable with something. So, uh, yeah, dogs are actually good communicators. <laughs> just like baby, actually babies are too, because babies will let you know anything, if anything's wrong, you just got to figure out the puzzle. And, you know, there's only a few, a few pieces of the puzzle, whether it be hungry, tired, um, gassy, you know, teething, just want to be held, <laughs> you know, you go through the list and eventually you'll get, um, you know, what you want. So what you're looking for, and that's to get the baby back to peace and happiness. And that's what, that's what all parents want. They just want to maintain the homeostasis of their baby because it's never fun when a baby's crying, even if it's just a diaper change or, you know, a little bit tired. Um, so, you know, and the next thing I wanted to talk about was the, oh God, should I even say it? The pandemic. Oh my gosh. What a, what a crazy time this is. Two years, two years of the entire planet's life, just like their lives, just put in limbo and making all these changes for the greater good. And, uh, you know, the coronavirus is real. I'm concerned about it. Uh, it is something that is combatible with therapeutics, good health, um, you know, lots of other treatments. And if you choose a vaccine, good for you. Um, but there has been so much misinformation and the way people have gone about it is so wrong. Um, it's really disappointing that it's all just about a power grab, you know, and, uh, you know, it just doesn't seem like the decisions that have been made, it's about, been about protecting the people. And that's like, just such a shame, you know, and not just the people with preexisting conditions, the elderly, which are very important people, and just the general public, but our children, you know, like, for example, the masks, and I'm not an anti-mask person, person, I mean, it's like, you either a pro-mask or anti-mask, you know, but at the end of the day, it seems like there's empirical evidence that cloth masks don't do anything to stop respiratory viruses, like nothing. Like, so it's more confusing when you have this real evidence that is saying this does not do anything. Now, I do respect people, you know, at least people, I see, I'm starting to see some more N95s. So I'm like, okay, well, at least you got an N95 on. Like, that works. So, but to say that we didn't know a year ago that the, or we couldn't figure it out a little faster, it took two years to figure out that cloth masks don't stop respiratory viruses and we still are forced to wear them when we go indoors. I mean, this affects children deeply. And I have three, three daughters and, uh, and it's, you know, it's not just about my children. It's about all of our children. Um, like, the vocabulary, like, you know, how, you know, kids need to see faces to understand how to learn words and, and, uh, and to see facial expressions to, you know, for their social development. So we're talking about their, their ability to learn how to talk and their social development as, as children, you know, growing up. And that's a big deal. That's a big sacrifice we're making. Now, if it works and this is really saving lives, I mean, we could, let's talk about it. Yeah, you know, I, that seems like a good thing if it's really working and it's really saving lives. But it seems like if you're going to make that decision, make it in a way that you're really 
thinking about the consequences and the effects and only and and really do the research to get the peer reviewed data to the people as fast as possible. I don't put people through these things unnecessarily, you know, because people are suffering and, and that's and that's not OK. You know, children are suffering. People are suffering. And, you know, we're getting turned against each other. And that's not cool. I, I don't like that. Um, we're all just against each other and people are taking things out of context. People are, um, you know, have a narrative. And then when you have a narrative, you have to go with that narrative and it's, everyone wants to judge somebody and, um, you know, look, see the worst in people, you know, I want to see the best in people, you know, I want to take context into consideration. I want to have dialogue. I want to ask more questions. And just because I ask a question or maybe I make a statement doesn't mean I'm going to live and die by that statement. You know, it's like I'm wrong sometimes. Uh, I say dumb things sometimes. Um, I'm, I'm willing to apologize and, and talk about, you know, and talk about it on a more detailed level. Like why is everything so black and white and, and so polarized and, and, you know, in this, you know, all that matters is we respect each other's constitutional rights. Like without the constitution, we don't have anything. Uh, you know, I, I, I will always stand by the constitution, you know, and, um, I am not okay with, with these mandates. I mean, I, I live with them and, uh, I do the best I can with them and, um, I'm not happy about them. Um, but I will follow the rules, uh, but if they make a nation or statewide mandate for vaccine mandates, regardless of um, employment status or uh, religious status or anything like that, just a, a full on forced mandate, regardless of anything, uh, I will not be comfortable with that. And and that doesn't mean I'm going to break any rules. It just means I'm, I, I would move out of state, which is my, you know, which is my constitutional right to do. Like I don't like something. I'm, I'm not gonna, uh, I'm going to use the power that I have my vote to vote. I don't want California anymore, you know, and, and that's what I would do. And that's, that's a shame because I really hope that they don't go in that direction. Um, but that would make the decision for me very easy. Like I've been able to you know, live with these, these rules that I disagree with, but I still follow. But then when they're, if they're really going to infringe on my rights that much, it's, it's not even about being anti-vaccine. I'm glad people have the option and access to choose to take vaccines and have the access to find somewhere to take them. Um, good for you, you know, but you cannot force people to take something, even if it's a low risk of some sort of adverse reaction it's still you're forcing someone to take something that could hurt, potentially hurt them. And it, there's been documented records of people getting hurt, you know, on occasion by any medication. That's not controversial. That's not conspiracy. So you can't just take, you know, force all these kids to take it when kids are 99.98% safe from this disease, that the math just doesn't make sense to me. And, you know, we can do things like get healthier, you know, you still give people access to vaccines, of course, and still give people access to masks if they choose so, but give people access to the choice, to the freedom of their choice. Uh, let's work together, you know, let's not be extremists and, and, and find things to divide, um, you know, each other. Let's, let's unite and, and um, work together to and have conversations to um, to figure out like what's the right path, you know, because we want to maintain the Constitution. We want to maintain every, uh, civil liberties and um, and con and, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty basic. I mean, how much more what more can I say about the Constitution? Like you, you got to you got to preserve that everyone that sacrificed to for us to get, have those constitutional rights throughout history. Uh, why, why would we just give that up? That's nonsense. So it's unacceptable. Um, and there's, it's, you know, fighting is the wrong way. Like as far as any physical violence, that's always wrong. 
Um, breaking the law is always wrong. That's never going to be a solution. It's you got to vote and you got to, you know, you got to move somewhere where they, the, the, the place that you're moving to represents the nation's uh, constitutional values. And that's where I would want to go, you know, a place like Texas, a place like Florida. Um, you know, it's, it seems like the Midwest states have a pretty good idea of, of freedom and what the Constitution is about. So um, I, I really just hope that it's going to take liberals, you know, to wake up a little bit and just a small percentage of liberals should be just to push back a little bit, like push back. Come on, like, come on. Like, this is this is nonsense. Like, let's, you know, who are we protecting? Like, you're going to it's it's exhausting. This whole process is exhausting. Who isn't tired of talking about it? Who isn't tired of, of living uh you know, so divided against your neighbor. And it's like, I'm so exhausted with that. Like, I'm not trying to have beef with anybody and I'm not going to have beef with anybody. I'm willing to have conversations with people. And if someone has different ideas and beliefs than me, I'm not going to shun them or make fun of them. Um, if they want to have a conversation, I'd be, I'm always willing to do that. Um, and I think that's the best that I can do for, you know, can do like, I'm just going to try to lead by example. And, um, respect people and respect people's opinions and their constitutional rights. Of course, I don't have a choice to do that. That's something I have to do. I have to respect your constitutional rights because they are your rights. I did not give them to you. You have them. If you were, if you were born in this country or became an American citizen, you have those constitutional rights. Um, that's what this country is all about. It's not for me. It's not just about me. It's about you. It's about all of us. We all have this, all have the same rights and we, how we choose to use those rights is not, does not all have to be the same. They can be different. They can be exercised in different ways. And that's a beautiful thing. That's, oh my God, that's like an indescribably beautiful thing. And I'm, I'm so honored to, to have those rights. And, um, you know, it's, I, I, I just want to see kids be happy. I want, you know, I want my kids to be happy. I want other people's kids to be happy. I mean, because it, that makes the world better for my kids. And then that makes the world better for your kids. It, it's a symbiotic thing. We are all human beings just, just wanting, you know, our kids to grow up in, in a better world. And that's, that's great. Most people want that. Let's focus on that. Let's focus on the fundamentals. Let's get back to basics. And then we'll build up from there. Stay at home, Dad. Podcast 4, out. All right. Daddy Daycare. Another day in the books. And that was a sweet peach mango body armor pack. I'm just sitting in my garage. Just, just exhausted after battle. Ah, oh, yet... The battle was won today. Oh, my analogies might suck. I apologize. Um, but it's like daddy daycare is messy. It's messy. It's stressful. It's long. And it's also filled with beautiful, beautiful moments of happy kids. And then sometimes it's filled with behaviors, you know, that needs to be corrected and crying babies and somebody fell and landed on the knee and uh today no falls well a couple falls actually but they did a good job using their hands to to catch them so no ouchies i should say i call them ouchies just no pain azalea just she bumped her head a couple of times just you know crawling around and you know, I think she was tired and she I, she only had one nap today and that was seven month old baby. So one nap, usually she has three naps. Today she had one and it wasn't that long. I don't know what the heck was going on today. Maybe more teething, maybe. So I have no idea. So I was holding her for a good hour while she was crying and fidgeting. I was trying to get her to bed and my other daughters were wanting to play some video games. And, you know, I was just like, not right now. And, you know, got to wait. I'm dealing with the baby right now. And so I also felt for them, you know, that I, I couldn't address their needs at that moment of what they wanted to do. 
but that happens. I mean, I'll tell you, when when my baby grows up a little bit to toddler age, there's always new challenges to toddler age, but this household will be so much more manageable. And it's I'm managing it, but it's I'm at a I'm revving my red line is revving high. I'm rev, I'm redlining it. You know, my engine is revving high, so uh, it's just more energy, more, more time, because um, I have to be more hands-on, obviously, with the baby, and, you know, with kids, you can be more verbal instructions, and, and support, and, and love, and, you know, and, uh, you know, not as much hands-on, and, and, uh, which, you know, they, you know, gives me more time to cook, clean, get lessons together, you know, get ready to take them somewhere, and, and all that stuff, so, I can't wait <laughs> until my baby grows up, because uh, my five-year-old is so helpful, and she understands so much, and I can talk to her, and she understands if I'm busy, and my three-year-old is getting there, too, and, you know, sometimes when my wife only has the baby, has the baby, and I have my other girls, it is so easy, not, like, easy, like, it's, there's not challenges, but can just compare to just the energy drain that a babe, throwing a baby in the mix gives and that's just a phase we are in life right now, my wife and I, you know, not using nannies or daycare or, or babysitters or getting help. That's all that's on us. So that's uh, no one, no one to blame for that. And but however, the rewards are um, just doing it all like that. Yes, it is more exhausting, you get more exhausting days. And I need, and I'm going to talk about that, what I need to com- make some changes I need, I need to make to combat that exhaustion. Uh, and that just, you know, just a different kind of lifestyle. It's like I'm in finals week all the time, just, you know, super focused, super dedicated, super, super on, you know, just have to be 24 seven, you know, baby, baby's needs, making sure baby's okay. Everything like that. It has challenges and it's immensely exhausting. And, um, Oh yeah, can't wait till she grows up. <laughs> All right, well, okay. So, um, I'm just exhausted. I'm exhausted today. How I, I oh, and this is what I'm going to talk about because today I, you know, this baby's crying, kids, it's messy, da da da, trying to maintain homeostasis in this house, and uh, my weakness is food. I'll tell you when, when, and coffee, and when things are happening, I just go for the coffee with the creamer, go for the perfect bars, now one is okay, I think I ate three today, um, combined with some cereal, and then I just had some cereal, a couple pieces of toast, and a pint of ice cream, now there was a quarter of the pint left, I just set it over there, and I just had to demonstrate some discipline, you know, I'm like, it's like I could have eaten the whole thing easily, and I had a. There's got to be a line, okay? And that's what I'm talking about right now. I don't know why I do this to myself, but obviously these foods aren't helping my energy level, and it's just short-term gratification. And uh, so tomorrow changes will be made. Now I'm giving myself a hard time as I should, but it's also objectively. I mean, I'm I'm okay. Like I'm in an okay spot. I just need to get better. I just need to fo- focus on tomorrow. Just drinking water. You need some eggs and bacon or something. That's it. And just keep it simple. So I got to really get my focus back. And and uh, I mean, I have fo- my focus, but I mean, I, I can I I can increase this. I got to get out of the rock star lifestyle. And for me, as a stay at home dad, parent of a baby. And little kids, like the the rock star lifestyle is food and coffee, and you know just going a little overboard with those things, and um, some changes got to be made. It has to be made um, financially. It's expensive, more expensive just buying these easy, this easy food, um, and also I'm eating a lot, so that also is financially. And then also my energy level. I mean, I'm having these hard crashes, and they're just not. You know, this food I'm eating is not good for sustainability and energy and um, yeah, so, oh, this body armor is good, and it's nice to relax in this garage, this is just one of those Mondays that just kicked my ass, kicked my ass, and I took my kids to the park, and it was a crappy park day, because it was really windy, and there was no other, really very few other kids there, so 
my my oldest daughter played with the kid for a little while, but so social action was social interaction was kind of a, a bummer today. Yesterday, however, at the Super Bowl party we went to with our our close friends, um, well, they're becoming closer friends, and I really appreciate them. It was really fun. Um, they are when you hang out with some really good people, and they have some really good kids or older. Um, it is so refreshing and so I appreciate it so much just to be around good people. There's nothing, no monetary value you can put on good conversation and good people. Like forget all the superficial things, like just fuck, that's it. Just a good person, good conversation and having your kids, you know, just being a, a fun, happy environment and watching them play and have fun and be happy. I mean, that's what it's all about. So I, I really appreciate you know, knowing some good people and have even though my circle is small, but I prefer, uh, I want quality over quantity, 100%. I'd rather have one good friend than 100 uh, so-so friends or just eh, friends, you know, that you have to be just hella fake with and, you know, and I just want to be my dorky, nerdy, flawed self in front of people and uh, they, what, I, what you get is what you get, you know. And, um, um, yeah, so I really, hopefully we can get on hangouts more often and, um, my wife's brother and, and his husband as well, like, uh, they're really good people and I appreciate them a lot. Um, uh, hopefully we can hang out with them more often as well. And, uh, you know, I think, I think we got a really good group, so, um, really good. So it's, we have plenty of opportunities to, you know, kind of, even though it was a Sunday, it was really nice to just hang out and, and stay a little later. And we got home a little later, but that was all right. That's all right. Like it's actually easier. Stay at home parents, check this out. It's actually really easier to take your kids places than it is to stay home. Staying home. Cause then the house gets messy. You got to you know, cooking and cleaning and, you know, people seem to be a little bit more antsy in the house. But sometimes we have to have those days because we got to focus on learning too. So um, I organized all their learning materials today. And, uh, you know, my oldest did some reading and some tracing of letters, which was good. Um, but I got to increase it a little bit and increase my strategy of making it more fun. Um, I, I feel like I made it a little bit like serious today and like there's a, a couple moments where I showed some frustration um so gotta check myself on that uh I'll tell you it's I, I hate making excuses but having a baby babies are the best the best the laughs the smiles the when they sleep on you uh when they make their sounds when they just sit there for a few minutes and like sit up when they get to a certain age, seven months, my daughter can sit up and, and stand up and uh, when she's holding onto the edge of the couch or something, but she can sit up and just like some, just look around and play with something. And the cutest noises, that means they melt, babies melt your heart. I mean, every day, if you're around them every day, every day. However, the dichotomy of that is they kick your ass too every day and they require a lot of time every day. So it's very challenging to multitask with baby needs and my children's education and their needs everything uh, this their social interaction that's pretty pretty chill because I, I take them to the park take them to tinker garden to the homeschool group and they get all that social interaction with other kids and um and they also my wife takes them to gymnastics on saturday so they get you know they also get you know stuff there and of course when family comes over we go over to other people family and friends house that's always like a lot. That's always a big help. We don't do that that often, but um, hopefully we can increase it more. Um, we're staying pretty busy though, which is I like. But um, yeah, just and it's not a complaint. It's just an objective reality. Just the days that we stay home, trying to focus on my kids' education while multitasking with the baby is challenging. However, I cannot let and I will not let that be an excuse for me to not make it happen because it's only going to get easier. As far as my children's, me being, me being able to focus on my children's education because um, the baby is 
you know, as, a, as opposed to a one-month baby and a seven-month baby, you know, there's a lot, uh, you know, where she can actually sit for 10 minutes in her high chair or her, or just the play area we have for her. Um, and I can hold her. So uh, there's lots of, there's lots of opportunities for me to prioritize my children's education in those moments. And also I can definitely do a better job of verbally giving instructions to where, and that came kind of with today with organizing their, their, um, their learning materials. So it's like, I could be like, there it's on the shelf right there, you know, get your workbooks out, you know, time to do some learning, give some instructions. And, uh, so I can, I can figure out how to multitask and adapt to adapt to this as I've, it's kind of a natural thing that's been happening because it's a priority. It's a goal. It's something that's on my mind and uh, it's, I, it's not going to go away and I don't want it to go away. I, you know, it's something that needs to be addressed. So that's happening. And I'm, I, I, you know, put away my, I have these folders of, you know, age two and age three of all my kids work and just some of it, I threw some of it away and I think I stored some of it, but I just, everything wasn't worth keeping or just got, you know, ripped up or something. But these folders, especially for my five-year-old, this was her folder for the entire year of age four, it's humongous. <laughs> just all the stuff she's done, the tracing and arts and crafts and stuff. And my two-year-old got some starting to get her tracing down a little bit too, or the concept of it at least. Um, so, yeah, that's cool. Um, priorities, prioritize and execute. So tomorrow, my priorities are... Food, just staying away from food, really. Just eating something, get my metabolism going that's got some protein and in it and that's whole food. And just, just that's it, you know, and, and keeping the water going and going low on the caffeine. I want to get to a place where I can drink one cup of coffee a day. Um, and that's like one of, one of my friends, that's what he does in the morning. I really respect it because it's like to have the discipline and, a, and an appreciation to just, you know, appreciate one cup of coffee and then go about your day. And then that's that. And I think that is admirable. And, and, and it makes a lot of sense. I want to appreciate coffee. I want to appreciate a cup and then just be disciplined for the rest of the day. It's like, I don't, you know, I want to keep relying on these stimulants to, to keep me going. You know, I want to, I want to be able to turn it down. And so tomorrow really got to focus on that combined with, so we got Tinker Garden tomorrow. I think I want to take them to the zoo afterwards or the train museum, one or the other. And then do some learning when we get home. And then after those things, I think that would be appropriate. Then if they want to play a video game or um, watch a movie or something, then that's cool. It's like once we accomplish the things like Tinker Garden, they get their learning, outdoor learning and social interaction, some more learning at the zoo or the train museum, plus just outdoor experience. And then come home, do a little bit of learning and then, you know, I think it's appropriate after that. Because video games are, are, are never a daily uh, event for us. It's like not even a weekly event. It's, uh, it's very rare. And it's actually a good tool sometimes to just, um, to just have that available, but like not make it some big thing to where they just want to play it all the time. So using tools properly is always a good way to go about things. And it's eight o'clock PM tonight right now. I got to take the trash out. And that's pretty much all I'm doing for the rest of the day is taking the trash out and and the rest of the day, it, the rest of the night, I'm going to go to bed a little early, no more coffee, just chilling. I'm just going to chill and just rest, um, get my focus back, get get my rest going and, and uh, you know, just recover and decompress and, and really focus on tomorrow. Um, I got to get my mind right. I got to get, I got to get my focus and, and, uh, you know, I'm doing all right, but it's like at the same time I could do better, and that's the thing. It's like I'm 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 doing I'm doing fine. I'm happy. I'm appreciate that I can do what I can do. However, I see so many areas that I can get better at, and that's the goal to get better, continuously evolve. Um, you know, with babies, it's just it's a different dimension when you when you got a baby all day. Uh, I remember my first when my firstborn, and I was at home. Uh, my wife went back to work and I was at home by myself with her every day. And I had a routine. I had, you know, I put all my focus into it, but it was, and it was very challenging. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was extremely challenging, required all my energy. 
Um, but I could do so much more. I could actually, you know, get my relaxation in and com- in combined with my work, essentially, you know, just taking care of the baby. I could get that relaxation in, you know, I can, uh, you know, I had stations I could, you know, put her in and, you know, like when her knee, when she had a need, whether it be food, diaper, sleep, tummy ache, anything, and the evolution of that as well to, you know, eventually she was, you know, crawling and eating so- eating solid foods and, and all that stuff. And that's, that's still baby mode and then walking. And, um, there's so much that goes into all, all those, all those phases, but they're still all, all baby phases. You know, the first year of life is, is all baby. So, um, four more months, she's going to turn one this year in June. Oh my goodness. That's, that's crazy. And we're in February already. And my, my other, my second daughter is going to turn turn three in a week, less than a week, in a few days, geez, oh my gosh, a few days, so we're gonna, we have a fun weekend planned for, and uh, we'll, we'll also, on our birthday, we'll, we'll get the house, you know, decor going a little bit, and some decorations, and give her a gift, and have a, you know, a croissant, I mean, I'll take her somewhere to get a croissant, just, I'll do some stuff for her, and but Saturday is is uh, a few days after is when we're gonna go to a theme park and so we'll definitely make sure to do some fun stuff for her and uh, um, yeah oh now the next subject parents 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 so this is gonna be a big one for a lot of people whether it's your in laws or your parents. And the challenges of ha- of being adults and dealing with your the grandparents, right? Not your grandparents, but they're just the grandparents of your children, right? Now that's a challenge. It is a challenge because boundaries, you know, <laughs> get get stepped on almost every time I see my parents, and it's been happening for ten years. And of course, I let it go. Because why? Because they're my parents, right? I always forgive and let it go because they're my parents. No matter how much I feel disrespected or or insulted or that they're not listening or whatever, I just keep letting it go because they're my parents. And but but I could probably keep doing that. I don't know if it's good for me. However, my wife is also dealing with that and has has dealt with it just as much, if not more, than me. And the and just the the stepping on boundaries and the ridiculous statements and and so what do you do with that? What do you do when your wife or your husband has problem with your parents? Well, this is what you do: you support your husband and wife or wife, excuse me. You support them. You take their side. They're the ones who helped you get children, right? Either they brought your children into this, carried your children and brought them into this world, which is as big as it can get. And secondly, a far second, you know, the man also gave, you know, put his, you know, did his part to, you know, give the children, bring the children in this world. Um, so what do you do with that? You take the, you take the husband's side or you take the wife's side? Especially, I mean, you could do your job. You could do your best to facilitate and work through and address things. But if you've already addressed things, you've already had those debates, those arguments, over and over and over again for years, and they keep on stepping on on boundaries every time. Every time you get back to a place where, like, okay, we had some distance, we had some problems. It's going like, okay, step out into the relationship again and give it another try and. And then the same thing happens again in a different way. They just can't maintain those boundaries, like second guessing and questioning every decision you make as a parent. Well, it's a problem. It's a problem. And it just can't, you can't keep doing it forever. So I, I recommend taking the spouse's side and cutting the cord and keep, and not necessarily cutting the cord of for permanently, but cutting the cord for being just close and just being one of those relationships where it's, 
you know, some text messages, you know, some every now and then a visit at a restaurant, but not weekly, maybe not even monthly, you know, maybe a visit every one, you know, once a month or once every two months, you know, and, and keep it like that. Keep it simple. Keep it cordial. Do it for the grandkids. Um, and yeah, what else? I mean, that's, that's what it is. That's what you can do. And if, and if they, they can't respect that, or if they keep on pushing and they keep on making life harder for you than it needs to be, then they gotta be gone. Like you just leave them alone. Just tell them I've tried. And that's that. I mean, raising kids is hard enough. Am I, I mean, am I talking crazy here? Raising children and babies in those phases, young kids, children in general, but young kids, toddlers and babies, it's very challenging. There's a lot of different unique challenges for those demographics, okay? And it's very, very, I mean, I'm going to keep emphasizing it. It's really challenging. So if you don't have the support or if you have criticism instead of support, that's really not helpful. That's hurtful. And that's distracting and it energy, it consumes your energy and your time. And you, you don't, we don't have that as parents, especially, especially stay at home parents and stay at home parents aren't better than parents that give their kids to daycare or, or babysitters or nannies that we are not better than you. Not by, we don't love our kids more. We're not better than you, but it's different. It's a, it's a, it's a deeper challenge when it comes to your kids. It's, it's more of a challenge. Okay. And, uh, and I respect other parents that do it different ways. And I understand why they do it different ways. They don't have a choice. And sometimes it might be better for them because they need help. And sometimes I'm like, Oh, I need help. I wish I could get some help. And, but through this pandemic, you know, which cut our options significantly. And, uh, I've, you know, I've also, I've adapted, we've adapted to this lifestyle. So, um, this is the way we're doing it. And we've, you know, we've been doing it for, for five years straight, uh, like this five years straight. Now, the only time we ever had help in five years is when my second and third daughter were born, where my sister-in-law and brother-in-law, sister-in-law, the first, the second baby, when the second baby came, she watched my first daughter, firstborn daughter. And when my third daughter was born, uh, my sister-in-law and brother-in-law helped out, you know, for the night. So that was two nights in five years. And my wife gave birth both those, you know, both those times. So yeah, um, uh, this is what we've chosen. I wouldn't change it for the world, but I have to, and I have to take ownership in that and then make changes to, you know, to adapt to the choices that I've made and those changes that that is basically like coffee and food. Like I got to really control those things. Got to control my diet and lifestyle. Um, yeah, this is just not acceptable. <laughs> it's not acceptable to, to, you know, live like this and to eat this much food. And I mean, I'm not doing okay. I work, I mean, it's really been the last few weeks. I've been really been slipping yeah, you know, I worked out yesterday. Uh, today I did not. Um, but yeah, it's it's time for some changes. And I'm just gonna sleep, have a good night's sleep. Yeah, sleep in, and uh, and then really focus on hydrating and um, you know maybe have a little bit of coffee tomorrow. Don't want to just you know, not drink any and then just really focus on my food. And, and I really don't need much food during the day. So it's just, I've been using food as a mouth pleasure and a distraction from, you know, from just get, getting a break. Cause I can't get any breaks. So I can just like, if I chomp on something, I can kind of, you know, get a, a mental a break for a little bit. <laughs> it's so silly, but, um, so I'm, I'm, I, pre I appreciate that. I'm recognizing things that I need to change things that need to change are not that big of a deal. Um, they're easily changeable. Um, my wife's just a badass and I can't appreciate her enough for all the hard work that she's been doing. You know, she's, she's breastfeeding every, every my kid, my, my baby every night, our baby, and she's the best mom ever. And, uh, she works really hard 
and to to be able to provide this life for us so that I can stay home with the kids and, um, uh, you know, be that support system for them uh, emotionally, you know, educationally, um, socially, every, you know, everything. And uh, some days I just, you know, I'm worn down and, you know, but I, I can't get a break because it's a seven day a week thing. There is no break. And, um, so I found, like I've, I've spoken about this before, I found those micro breaks and, and sometimes my micro breaks are a little unhealthy where it's, I'm eating a bowl of cereal in the garage at night and that's a micro break, it's just a way to decompress and, you know, watch some dumb YouTube videos and just blah life away for a, few, a little bit. Just, and that's kind of what I need for just a couple hours of that just to decompress. And, um, however, I want to replace those things with, you know, getting on the bike for an hour and, uh, and, uh, you know, watching a, a, something I can learn from on a video, maybe on a YouTube video and, or read a book. And, you know, right now I'm doing a podcast and, and that's something that is occupying my time. I'm getting things off my chest and, and, and that feels good. And that's a good thing. And just, just productive things. I, I you know, I want to do the, I want to switch the unproductive to the productive and something meaningful. Uh, on this on this decompression time, things that I have a passion for that will also give me the decompression that I that I want and need, and um, yeah. So uh, tomorrow I got Tinker Garden, like I said, and take them to the zoo or the train museum. I'll let them choose because choice is really important to give them choices and the things that we do and and. Uh, I'm really looking again. I'm really looking forward to this baby, my my baby growing up. Even though I'm gonna miss these moments, but just I want. I really want to focus. Like I, I, I wish I could focus more on, and I will. On you know, this phase is gonna pass regardless because she's growing up, and uh, I just want to focus really a lot more on the education part of everything um, because that's really important. So. It's time to get that going, and uh, to all the people who hate and have lied to me and have misled me, uh, they know who they are, and I think when those people come in your life, uh, they just become a distraction, and it's important to not take those things personal and just keep it moving, and that's what I'm doing, so uh, I'm aware of it. And it is what it is. People are entitled to hate if they want to hate, but they're not entitled to violate my constitutional rights. And that's just for the men. You know, most of the most of it is just people talking and judging and, you know, what they don't understand. And they're not they don't have the courage to ask direct questions. And that's fine. You know, the onus is, is not on me. It's on them. And uh, however, it is my responsibility to move on and not take things personal. So that's what I'm going to do. And those are also insecurities of a stay-at-home dad. And I talked about that before. Because they could just be insecurities. Um, because I'm not working and I'm staying at home with my kids. It's, you know, that's traditionally not what the man is supposed to be doing. So my DNA doesn't feel right about it. But I, I will, when, uh, once a certain phase gets, I get to a certain phase. And I really need to focus on my eating just to pick up my, you know, because I think that I, if I if I really disciplined with with my daily activities, I think I could get you know five six hours of sleep a night and be okay, you know, and get re- and be really good for the next day. So therefore, I can you know, eventually I would like to go back to work and uh, work till you know one in the morning or something like that, and and find a job that I can do that. Um, I might be able to still do deliveries, but. A lot of times I was like, I could be back at like two in the morning and, and I don't always get, I don't get to choose. I can choose what I accept and what, de- what I decline, but it makes it really challenging. So, because a lot of that times I might, if I don't accept it, then the opportunities aren't going to be there. So anyway, that's just, uh, something I got to think about, um, because I won't be satisfied if I'm not working. I need to make money. Uh, and that's, that might be an ego thing, but I want to, I mean, I want to help contribute. I want to contribute to all the hard work my wife's doing and all the bills she's paying. It's like, at least before, you know, I was able to, when I was able to work, I was working and I was paying bills and 
I'm not paying all the bills, but, you know, I'm able to pay the utilities and buy, you know, some presents and stuff for my kids and do the car maintenance and, and put gas in the car every now and then. And, and, uh, you know, it was, it was uh, a good feeling to be able to contribute like that. And I, I miss it. I, I miss it. So, um, I'm sorry to my wife that even though she wanted, the, you know, we made this choice together and it is the right choice for right now, right now where we are in life. I mean, it is the right choice. Um, so I just got to swallow that pill and, and just do my job and what I'm supposed to, and my, and my mission is to raise my kids and to raise them right and to take care of them every day, all day. So, um, today, another day in the books and it's all meaningless except for the, except for learning because tomorrow's a new day and that's the most important day of my life. So, all right. Thank you. Daddy, take care. Out.